Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another one of the Dudley Boys, Michael <laughs> Havlett from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Friday night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Smackdown, but also Man Around, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, Ooh. pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamflet to review uh, Friday night's episode of SmackDown. Uh, it wasn't quite that. It wasn't quite cinema, but I had a really good time watching it. Yes, me too. Um, I think this is the closest we're going to get to being fair and impartial about WWE at present. So it was just all right. I think like both you and I are so, it's worth just acknowledging it. We're both so high on the bulk of WWE that I think it's easy to get sort of swept up, I guess. Yeah. And, um, I've said it. My, my thing with WWE currently is that there are so many characters that I am interested in that when something concludes, a little segment concludes with these characters and then it cuts back to the ring or it cuts to a different backstage area and then there, it's like, oh, you're here as well. Yeah. I have that sensation a lot when I'm watching it. It's more on Raw, but like I have that sensation where it's like, and now we're onto them. It's not just the, oh, I'm clinging on for the two wrestlers I enjoy, or whatever mm. it is. It's the total opposite in WWE now. There are so many more people I like than done. This had a lot of moments of that, so I was like, oh, great, them. And I was grateful for it, but it was... Um, Table setting for Crown Jewel mainly, wasn't it? Well, I was trying to avoid table setting because there were points on the show where I felt like it was a little bit fillery. Mm, I kind of felt fair. I kind of felt like Crown Jewel is pretty much yeah, it's obviously set up with a big tight, a week on Saturday. Yeah, big big title match, and there's a card that you can even if it's not announced as graphics, yeah. you can kind of see what everything is, and that does sort of take away some of the suspense. There was a detail that if he was sat here with us in the studio, I would love to be able to speak to Sidgwick about. Maybe we'll catch him on the Raw preview on this one. Um, but I don't want to sell Michael Sidgwick having to talk about WWE <laughs> without his uh, prior written consent. Um, that I was just super pleased that they picked up on. And I think, you, yes. I think you're going to know. I was thinking like, of you yeah. yet when they did um, this. There was a, a detail that I was very grateful for because it does inform my investment about something happening on Raw. Uh, so not bad. But the WWE, we're raising the bar. Yeah. We're, like the shows are getting better. We've, I like to think we were fairly... I don't, we weren't early to it. You just have to frigging watch every week. A lot of people just don't watch WWE, and why would you? Like, we watch it every week, and I think for a while we've seen things trending upwards. 
So I'm not saying we're tastemakers. We're about, me and you specifically, are about as far away from tastemakers as you can get. <laughs> but I just think, like, it's not new that a WWE show is more, bad than go- more good than bad these days. Yeah, and I, I think uh, I got certain vibes of, like, early days of AEW in terms of our reaction to it for certain things. Because we've mentioned before about how some people will cross their arms on the internet and say, oh, well, why are they doing this, this, and this? And it's like, well, if you actually watch the show, you know exactly why that's happening. Yeah, on there's a lot of that now. Or even NXT to a certain extent. Yeah, because there's a lot of plotting now. But when you're watching it as religiously as we do, it's the opposite, where there was something on this show where I guarantee some people would have just thought, oh, that's just a, a little backstage segment throw into something that's happening later on. Mm. But because I'm so invested in it, I went, what's going on there? Like, yep. we'll get into it, but I, it got me very excited. And it was, and now, like you say, we've got to the stage with WWE that it isn't just, oh, maybe they're doing this. Or actually, they're working a bit of an angle on social media because the people in charge won't let them do it on television. Yeah. Where actually, there's all these different layers to it. And now, I think that's being woven into the telly. But when we get to that, uh, I'll, I'll try and lay it out a little bit better. But mm-hmm. yeah, in terms of in terms of this week's SmackDown, we kind of watched it and thought, Hey, 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 you all right. Yeah. Uh, so we opened with a video recap of Bloodline, LA Knight, uh, yeah. uh, and all the John Cena stuff that happened last week. And then Paul Heyman's in the ring uh, doing his usual shtick. Um, he talks about how Jimmy Uso single-handedly cost Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes the tag team titles. Um and then turns his attention to something that we broke on Wrestle Culture on Friday night uh, regarding how uh, the LA Times reported that Roman Reigns is going to fight face LA at Crown Jewel for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Uh, and he says, look, I'm just like everyone else here, I mean, other than the fact that I dress better and make more money than you, <laughs> um, what we've all got in common, though, is we're all fans of LA. Um, Speaking to Paul Heyman dressing better, have you seen what he wears to fly in? No. There's a picture kicking around online from a couple of years ago, and I always think about this when Paul Heyman talks about his sartorial choices because he's normally so suited and booted, obviously. And I get it. If you're Paul Heyman, you fly around that much, you need to be comfortable, don't you? Oh, yeah. Almost daily flying traveller. He wears, like, um, almost like an adult pyjama onesie. Oh, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Oh, my God. The one I saw was blue because SmackDown, Travel Chief. (laughs) Travel Chief. It's got the We The Ones one. Yeah. And there's an element, like, it looks so comfy. So I say this with love, but there was an element where if you put, like, a square where the stomach is, it would look, like, <laughs> almost almost perfect alley to me. <laughs> but, like, I would look the same in one. It looked super, super comfy. Keep talking. Just recap, like, Paul Heyman's bit, and I'll try and pull the picture up so, like, people can listen to your reaction and then people can Google it. Can someone Photoshop? Um, it's a bit out of date now. Uh, no, I suppose not. There's still four of them. Is there? What's that? All the Teletubbies is the bloodline. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'd really like that. The tub line. Dinky Winky, Dipsy, La La Solo. <laughs> We've got one. There you go. Solo straight away in the red pocket. Well, yeah, this is that's brilliant. Well done. You've done it again. Tick. Oh, yeah, on that, by the way, as a carryover from our preview, uh, nobody, despite some noble efforts, nobody has yet guessed the mystery lead singer Ooh, that yeah. takes the piss a bit with their babysitting. Uh, um, Lee Wainwright very kindly got in touch on Twitter and said, if, if I buy you a pint at the live show, uh, will you tell me then? And I said, I'll, I'll just tell you that you're buying me the pint, um, which infuriated Rap Mains, which I liked as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nobody has guessed that yet. There's been some great guesses. Jimmy Wimmy, <laughs> Heyman, Roro. Solo! Brilliant. Bloodline. <laughs> Bloodline. Is like... Who's Acknowledge me! 
Acknowledge me. Finger in the air. Who's the baby in the sun? Uh, Papa H, probably. <laughs> because he's cooking. Uh, anyway, hey, Renate's the yeah, thing that we all love, everyone loves. Yeah. Uh, after he says LA night, pictures are fit. Tell him not to do that. Um, he says, but look, Crown Jewel, have you got it there? Google, anybody, Paul Heyman, Blue Airport, and you will see what Wilborn is about to see. Now, <laughs> better than I anticipated. He's also wearing an Adam Wilborn uh, surgical boot, which I didn't recall. Yeah. <laughs> so he must be carrying a bit of an injury at the time. Look, comfort. Riding comfort and riding style. Yeah. That's what Paul Hamer's doing. Um, he says, yeah, that's the last time you're going to see Crown Jewel uh, LA Knight in a ring. He's going to get smashed by Roman. Uh, enjoy him while we can. And this, of course, brings out LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I thought this was, was one of uh, Knight's best promos. He says, uh, all you've been doing is making a whole lot of damn noise. Uh, take a walk. Let's get Roman's ass out here. It's clearly not there. No. Um, Heyman goes to leave, and Knight completely, completely changes his, uh, his plans and says, where are you going? Uh, he says, look, if he won't come, if Roman won't come out, it um, makes, makes you wonder what or where your gift of the gab is. Um, Go on, tell me what Rome's going to do to me. And he go, and Paul Heyman goes to speak. And he goes, Shut up. <laughs> uh, Heyman tries to leave, and Knight says, You try and leave. I'm going to hit you so hard. I'm going to knock you back to grey, which I thought was a good line. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, Oh, apparently that, that spear was a warning shot, right? Well, that's a mistake because if you take a shot at me, uh, you better put me down for good because otherwise I'll pull a Mike Myers, yeah, baby, uh, and keep coming back at you. I didn't understand that line. Uh, I mean, he. Pulled out uh, Austin Powers reference, and it wasn't the biggest disaster of the year in terms of promos. So uh, I get it. By the way, the Michael Myers, not Mike Myers. I know. Fair play to LA Knight. Everyone would. We, 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 uh, <laughs> we, we were having a bit. We're kind of horror, horror, horror movie buffs, actually. <laughs> we're kind of penny wise when it comes to that sort of thing. I don't know. I hate horror films. What's that phrase? I actually quite like horror films, mm-hmm. but uh, not so much now. Not so much since having kids. I, uh, in in many respects, I can't cope with traumas of the world. I watch them and go, hmm, kind of la la crocodile vibes coming from the <laughs> yeah. actual shoot boss baby two vibes. <laughs> I uh, I can't cope with like all the world's ills since having kids. I think I've told the story <laughs> in the podcast before. I've switched Jordy Shaw off. Are you there going? <laughs> if I was in this, I'd just go, just kill me. Yeah, we like. I've talked about this with my wife before. Uh, you know, like the sort of the zombie zombie apocalypse thing, like they're walking dead. Mm. Day one death. What is there to live for? <laughs> like, have you seen um, A Quiet Place? I've started watching it, and then I think I got distracted. Right. No spoilers. Like, me and you be dead straight away. Uh, you have to shut up. Imagine me. God, yeah. Like, We're hit on. <laughs> so, like, if you make a noise, you're potentially effed. And, uh, uh, but, like, the world's been destroyed as a result, because obviously nobody knew until it was too late. And then it's like, well... So what's worth living for? Oh, we get to silently burgle a shop to eat. Like it's not like it's not like you burgle it to like kick your house out. Yeah, you're just surviving that day. It's like oh no, we're gonna need to find another Asda. Like there's not one for another ten miles, and we're gonna have to walk there. We'll be dead by the time we get there. I know my death would be rubbish as well. Like people would be like, "Well, Wilborn's gonna die because he can't shut his mouth." Yeah, and all my friends and family had died because I'd pull silly faces to pop them. Right, but then I'd be like, "No, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live on." Right. And then I just fart and die. <laughs> I think you'd be the like you'd be cast as the uh, sort of like the the guy on the team that everybody's constantly worried about. He's gonna fuck for us. Like we've d- worked so hard to survive. And like every now and then you're like you th- like you're slipping on a banana peel or something. And somebody catches you at last minute. Yeah. Super suspenseful. And then at the very end, it comes to the the crunch, and people have got to make the call. And you like you thought of me as the clown. 
well, now I'm going to serve as the saviour. And then, like, everybody's rushing off. Oh. And you stay behind. Oh. And the monster's, like, ready to get everybody or something. And then you say no. And then every, like, your family, your loved ones, all that rush off in one direction. They're like, Adam, come with us. And you're going to be like, no. And you just stand your ground. The monster's staring you down. Which way is it going to go? Which way? The family starts to run. And you just go, battlegrounded. And the monster eats you and they get away. Hello. It, uh, he saved us. He, the, the things he does that have annoyed us for years at this point has saved our life. I, or, or I just wouldn't be able to contain myself. And they'd be like, like whispering like, okay, let's take the bridge to escape. You have to get there. Go onto the other side. Innocent. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where are we? Anyway, Knight says he can't stop. He won't stop uh, until he puts Roman Reigns down and owns the uh, Undisputed Universal Championship. He says Reigns should be scared uh, for as fast he's risen in WWE is just as fast as he takes that title off Roman Reigns. And there's the air gimmick going on, and you can tell Heyman's really pissed off mm. by it. And Knight notices this, and he's like, not a fan? And Heyman's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, how does it go again? And Heyman goes, yeah. And Knight goes, you're pathetic. <laughs> He says, next week we're going to have a contract signing. Um, make sure Roman knows that this is Ellie Knight's game, yeah. Um, and when he gives him that little confused look, Roman, that is, um, I want you to make sure, Heyman, Paul Heyman, you speak the truth. And that truth is L.A. Knight, yeah. And he slams the mic into his chest and walks off Billy Big Bollocks style. I thought this was pretty good because um, Paul Heyman, more when he was with Brock Lesnar, but Paul Heyman... Uh, the Jinder Mahal one is used as the example here, isn't it? Like there, he will do a really good job of talking somebody up. Yeah. Uh, even if they're not potentially going to be a challenger for a while. I like, remember when he did it for Finn Balor when there wasn't even a title match on the docket. Yeah. It was just like, I'm just going to talk up Finn Balor. And he can do it. He's obviously, he's one of them people that like, it's this known thing in wrestling where behind the scenes, he'll say to you exactly what you need to hear to get you like revved up. And I do wonder if they thought, right, do we send Paul Heyman out there to kind of bury LA Knight? Because mm. that seems... Enough people have done that, and that was kind of, that was a pointless exercise, wasn't it? There was this weird period for a while where the whole, like, the Miz was big on flavor of the week, flavor of the week, and it's like, we've, we've done this now. Mm. Like, he's, even if he is, stop saying that. Paul Heyman, in that respect, could have eviscerated him, and instead, they sent him out there to not brush him aside, but kind of theoretically not show him that much respect either. And I think they measured that just right. I agree. So before Heyman gets to leave and before Heyman gets the opportunity to get the last word or just even just go out there and speak on behalf of Roman Reigns, LA Knight takes over. LA Knight takes control of it. And if Paul Heyman thought he was a pushover beforehand, he can't now. So I thought they got that just right. Paul Heyman didn't need to sacrifice any credibility by having to put LA Knight over as a genuine threat, as he might have done, say, like a Cody or even a Sami Zayn. But he's kind of having to realise that he should. He's being taught to respect what LA Knight brings to the table and taught to panic more than... Like, Roman Reigns won't want to panic. It's this contract signing is going to be a battle of wills before Roman Reigns reveals that actually he is a little bit concerned. He will try as hard as he can to downplay the challenge of LA Knight until something occurs or something gets said between the two of them where he's like, oh, is this... Uh Mm. Is this guy for real? I'm, like, I'm in a bit of bother here. Like, am I in a bit of trouble? And I just thought that's a, it's a tricky thing to measure because I don't think anyone's going to expect another night to win. Um, but they need to sell you on that. This can't be Brock and Ricochet. This can't be no. what would have been Brock and Jinder before they switched it up. It can't, like, it has to to truly capitalise on where LA Knight is at, because I don't think this loss is the end of the push, by the way. No. But to truly capitalise on where he's at, you kind of need to go into this match thinking, oh, why not? 
why not me? Mm. You know, and I, I just think this was really well handled in that respect. I'd like to change something I said earlier. I think it works better as Tribal Chief, mm-hmm. Jimmy, yeah. Heyman, Solo, like that. I, just, Solo, yeah. I think it's, it's just better. Just cleaner. Although, otherwise, still perfect. Uh, we go backstage, and Montez Ford is, is getting himself pumped ahead of his match with Santos Escobar. This one got a little bit mean. I like this new edge mm-hmm. uh, that they've got to to them. And um, no Bobby Lashley out there for the match. Uh, but obviously Dawkins is there. They uh, lock up. Ford's kind of in control early on. Bit of uh, bit of s- snap mm-hmm. on his uh, early kicks and elbows. It's a nice-looking drop kick and tells the crowd to suck it. <laughs> uh, he hits a standing frog splash for a two-count. Kicks him in the head. Um, whilst Escobar's trying to climb up to the top rope, that sends him to the outside. Uh, we go to a break. I saw someone getting pissed off because Tez did a, we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. And someone's like, oh, stealing from AEW again, are we? Because obviously, Oh, yeah. Uh, Tony Storm, some, didn't he? Someone pulled out a clip of uh, Montez Ford doing it in March. So that was, <laughs> that was a fun time on social media, as always. Uh, anyway, we come back, and um, Montez Ford hits... Like a, a top rope backwards bulldog. Yep, that's a, I w- yeah, that's that's about right. I would say I'm not going to move names, but yeah. Um, I really like Escobar's suicide dive. Mm-hmm. I think he's got. I know we talk always about like Darby Allen. He's kind of the best. Yeah, but Escobar really does go for it. Mm-hmm. He really is like, well, you're gonna have to protect yourself one way or another as I do this. Look, it's a almost like a tired conversation at this point, isn't it? But like, if only he'd follow his own advice. CM Punk was right. Yeah, like there are like if you're not if you're not Firing like a bullet out of a gun, don't bother because some people do. So what? what's your running high five for? Mm. Yeah, like it. Uh, so Escobar chucks him back in there, goes up top, hits a crossbody for a near fall, hits the double knee, sets up for the phantom driver. Ford gets out of it, goes up top. Escobar cuts him off, and there's a nice moment where Ford's just looking at him on the top rope and like, don't do it, Santos. Top rope, Hurricane Rana. Ford, though, before uh, Santos can get the bit of the pin, rolls out of the ring with a little bit of help from Angelo Dawkins. Um, so Santos goes out after him, chucks him back in the ring, but the ref's busy with checking on Tez as he's been chucked back in. Dawkins posts Escobar, brawls with uh, Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde. Escobar nails Dawkins as a result of that with a flying knee. But That looks oh, awesome, by the way. <laughs> hang on. Oh, my God. Yeah. All that distraction, though, has, of course, allowed Ford to recover. So when Escobar rolls up back in the ring, Ford rolls him up with a handful of tights uh, to get the win. I like the bit post-match where both uh, Dawkins and Montez Ford were so keen to kick the crap out of Escobar, they almost attacked each other. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're stomping on him. Uh, obviously, the rest of the LWO without Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. is uh, either uh, beaten down or not there. And who should come out to make the save? But Carlito with a chair before um, Street Profits bail. Yeah, uh, the action was really good, but it kind of has to be again. Like with uh, you know, it's twenty twenty three wrestling take, isn't it? Yeah. Not many bad TV matches anymore. I am getting there with the Street Profits. I am not convinced that this is going to take. But Lashley, not this isn't ideal. Lashley not being there to bollock them to be better made them better. Right, so like the presentation of the Street Profits as two people willing to get down in the muck a little bit was so much better without Bobby Lashley telling them off for not getting it down in the muck enough. Mm. But the whole point of this is that they're trying to align with Bobby Lashley, and I think arguably he said, "Go out there and prove to me." Yeah, maybe that's what it is, and maybe that's why it was so effective. Um, 
because we're going to get this, you know, like the Carlito and Bobby Lashley are going to have their match and there's going to be more spin-off matches off the back of all this. So none of this is over. And maybe that was why it didn't feel like, I wasn't like particularly thrilled by it. But I did really like the work. I, can't, I don't know. I just, I think what I'm circling here is that I still don't think that the Street Profits heel turn has been thought all the way through. Do you need something more definitive? Like something really brutal? Yeah. Like, I, I think it was flawed from the start. And I didn't like the, like, I, it was too early for Bobby Lashley to be telling them off for getting beat. That should have been months down the line. Like, I'm basic in that respect. I need wins. I just need, like, mm. and, but, the, like, the match is good. You cannot, you cannot criticize for the work in this. I thought Dawkins as well was awesome on the floor, like I say. The stuff he was doing physically and having done to him looked as good as the stuff Ford was doing. I just, I don't know yet. I don't know. See, I, I, Respectfully disagree mm. because I think the the loss actually helped them in terms of that tag match. Obviously, the the pay per view thing was what it was. I think in their the heels minds, it's like well, no one could have prepared for Carlito, yeah. yep. so that doesn't that doesn't count. This is a real quiz, and we individually kick their asses. What show was that? Um, I believe that was um, Fastlane. <laughs> and uh, I liked the fact that they didn't immediately just become gits straight out the gate that. Dawkins was like, what are you doing? Mm. And that moment's hesitation, basically Lashley's like, no, 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 there's no room for uh, morals in this game. Mm. And I know you've been good guys and kissing, literally kissing babies and dancing with people in the crowd, old people. Um, <laughs> but you need to just, this needs to be second nature. So much so that even when I'm not there to say, Dawkins, get him out of that ring before Monsanto's yeah, can hit yeah. the post. Or Dawkins, the backs, this referee's back's turned, Post that talk, twat, <laughs> that he does it. So I, I want uh, I want Lashley to maybe next week or this week, I suppose, to be like, boys, brilliant work. Now watch what I do to Carlito. No, I, like, and you know, it's I will say this right. We've seen we've said this with MJF, like babyface and heel turns in wrestling are a little bit silly unless you do all the headcanon that's safer to heel turn that the people have been plotting back behind the scenes for weeks and only now are you seeing the revelation. Oh, go back to get up to one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and MJF's babyface turn has been evidence of how great that can be. You yeah. have to watch it ha- sort of develop yeah. almost. P- a person's personality is changing. It hasn't changed just like that. Yeah. And uh, I can't click my fingers very much. That was a good one, I like that when, one. I, when I needed it most. So I get that, and I quite actually like that. Now you've said it. Mm. Um, you've charmed me, <laughs> Adam Wilborn and the Street Profits. So I will continue to give this one more week. The work's too good as well. Like it's if it was if they had sacrificed all that they do to get over his heels, then I'd be thinking, right, we've lost what made the Street Profits fun, and I'm sitting through headlocks, and I don't think they're getting over his heels. And maybe, maybe I'm also slightly biased because when we were hanging out backstage with them at Wale Mania, which is still a surreal sentence to oh, say. Great they were clearly quite excited about getting a heel turn, and then obviously the WWE went, nah, 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 <laughs> keep being baby faces for another year and a bit. Yeah, oh, that's true. Uh, so Damage Katara are there, chopping EO Sky to get hyped up for the, the title mm. match in the main event. And then... Oh, my God. This is the bit I was talking about, mm-hmm. which, granted, maybe I'm getting too granular with it all, but I, you know what? I'm not going to apologise getting into something so much that I'm watching a segment back twice mm-hmm. because I want to see everything that happened in it because it's a basic thing. The LWO are backstage like, oh, bloody hell, bloody street profits cheating. If would have been there, would have been killed off or whatever. They're talking backstage. Rey Mysterio shows up uh, and he says, oh, man, 
Carlito, thanks so much. You're the best uh, for uh, for saving these losers. He didn't save these losers. No. Saving the LWO. I'm going to go out there and take care of business with Logan Paul. And Zelina Vega's like, look, just sort up and out there. Do you want us to have your back? And he's like, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to go it alone, uh, which is risky against Belen like Logan Paul, but regardless. Mm-hmm. But the bit that I really loved is he comes in, he does, oh, Carlito, thanks so much. Slapping hands. Thanks so much, Carlito. Anyway, I've got to go and uh, sort out this US title match for uh, for Crown Jewel. See you guys later. Hugs for Carlito and the briefest handshake to Santos Escobar I've ever seen. Yep. And then I like went JFK style, slow-mo. <laughs> What's going on on Santos's face? Because he looked pissed. Yep. I, I may, Maybe it'll come to nothing, but I have... Faith nowadays in WWE that something will come from this. And it's going to be one of those ones where it, when he turns, people who don't watch are going to go, what? I thought they were all just mates in the LWO. Where's this come from? And you and I are going to be like, no, 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 it's, it's all been there. It's great. This is like, and this is very, um, I can't decide if this is so pro wrestling 101 that for years Vince didn't do it, that it is that, ah, like, is this stuff to do backflips over? But I think it's just like follow your feeling. And I've been into this for such a long time. I'm the same as you. Like, that's when these guys come on screen, all I can do is watch the faces now. Mm-hmm. Especially Santos. He's the most interesting one because it's like everything that Ray does, I want to watch Santos's reaction to it. Is he happy? Is he sad? Is he angry? Like, it's that's how like, engaged I am to try and judge. We've said it, haven't we? It's at this point a matter of when, not yeah. if. And that's the drama is like, this turn is coming. What's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back? Like, at this point, does Ray Mysterio kind of drafting Carlito in as a substitute for himself? Is that the disrespect that Santos is going to see? Like, is it the fact that he's still walking around with the United States title that really, like, grinds at Santos? Handing out US title shots to anyone who asks for it. Yeah, like, does he does he screw him out the belt to make a point? Like, so does Logan Paul beat Rey Mysterio because Santos Escobar cheats on his behalf? Does he inadvertently, in inverted commas, like, botch the interference so that Ray loses just so he can feel like he's got his pound of flesh? And I needed you to not have that belt because uh, it was kind of kind of pissed me off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I love, I love trying to work that out off the morsels they're giving you. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I still can't call when the turn comes. No. And I, I don't know if they want to stretch this long. I don't know if they want to try and get this to... It's not WrestleMania, I don't think. We've already got arguably two potential blood feuds we were talking about in the news with Jimmy and Jay and maybe KO and Sammy. Maybe. There's a bit so of that. So you're going to over, later on, over yeah, yeah. So maybe Survivor Series. Maybe Rumble. <gasps> maybe Rumble and then you can do... No, maybe Survivor Series and then you can do a spot with them at the Rumble, which mm-hmm. would be fun. Yeah. It's, it's like... But this is like... Again, to your point about like, if you're not watching, why would you care? That can be applied like that's sort of applied to anything isn't it mm. like if you're not watching like a, a soap and then you walk in five minutes you see three characters and you don't know what they're up to how on earth can you discern when somebody's just done something shocking like what you've watched now is week upon week upon week of this tension building from that u.s title changing hands being this like inciting incident mm. and it's there on camera every single week ray's wearing that belt as a result of something that happened to santos that he was able to take advantage of so the reminder of why all this is occurring is right in front of you every week. Yeah. I, I, it, when it comes to Santos's turn, I'll make the video package for him to say, look at this, look at this, and look at this, because we're pointing out every week. So, 
Anyway, uh, we get highlights of uh, last week's return match for Pretty Deadly. Yes, boy! Yes, boy! And they're one week. They've had one week back in that time to go to the spa then. <laughs> they're there. They're getting a nice few treatments. They're living their dream. They're dropping a Taylor Swift reference in there. Uh, and they're very happy to have a squeaky clean victory <laughs> over the brawling brutes. And they go, well, that's them taken care of. We'll never see them again. And then they get some rather... Uh, Rather aggressive massages. Uh-huh. Well, th- that's not a masseuse. What? That's Ridge the Bloody Fridge and a dog. No way. <laughs> uh, they beat them up. They dunk their heads in the foot water. Yeah. And then Ridge says, let's go and get a bloody pint. Uh, well, we've done our job. Um, aye, it's fine. Like, very little. Like, If you're into this, which I am, you loved it. Well, this is the thing, right? What you have recapped is what happened. So, why did I say recapped? What you have <laughs> recapped is... Ultimately, what happened? So, if, again, if you're not watching SmackDown, you're listening. It was great. Like, we'll watch WWE so... Do I want to change that? We'll watch WWE <laughs> so you don't have to. We'll watch WWE because some reason you're choosing not to. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to switch that a little bit for now. Um, yeah, if you're choosing not to, that's what happened, as Wilborn described it. Um, if you are watching it, you'll know why it was effective, because Pretty Deadly sell the living shit out of all of this sort yeah. of stuff. They, are, they exist as much for vignettes like this as they do. Here we go, right? People get pissed off with how bad those Adam Cole and Roderick Strong vignettes are mm-hmm. because A, there's no jokes, and B, it kind of feels like a criminal waste of both guys. I know Adam Cole is injured, but if he wasn't, like, enough of that. Yeah. Pretty deadly, and not Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, and wrestling can do everything. You mm-hmm. can do anything in pro wrestling, and some characters belong in this world as much as they belong in the ring, and pretty deadly are two of those. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. We go backstage, uh, Heyman and uh, Solo, two of the Teletubbies are backstage. What have we done to the bloodline? <laughs> and uh, in comes Jimmy. Um, every week, I'm this, more vindicated by my takes on Jimmy. This absolutely so. ruled. He comes I, in. I was, I was like, this was so good. I was a little bit angry with you personally. Oh. I was like, he is well born. Has like... And I get it, right? To go back to the uh, quiet place analogy, it takes a clown to know a clown, and you spotted it before anybody else. Like, like in, the, in this in this space of ours, this dumbass wrestling media space of ours, you were the first person to go, um, sorry, I think you've missed the greatest stand-up comedian of our generation, Mr. Jimmy Uso. And it was like, well, one, shut the fuck up, pal. And it was like, give it, give it three weeks. And, uh, and I did, and you were bang right. Watching this, I was as smug as Jimmy Uso was. <laughs> he comes in, cock of the walk is the phrase yeah. that I'd use. And he's like... Did you see what happened on Monday? Jey Uso, Cody Rhodes, Nana! No more tag team championships for you. <laughs> he seemed to throw the five up for Solo, and then nothing was fine. He just put his hand out, it's fine. It's gone. Put I'll my put my around <laughs> Paul Heyman, if anything. Paul the sofa, actually. And uh, he talks about how, well, Roman's not here, so basically I'm the starting quarterback. Uh, you know, Reigns might have called the play, but uh, he pulled it off, and he does some, like, you know, uh, American football references. Yeah. I did like the fact... <laughs> it was just like this Heisman. I did like the fact that Heyman, throughout this time, is trying to get a word in edgeways. He's going, like, did you see it? Did you see what I did? Look what I did. I'm the best. I did this. I screwed about the titles. And Heyman's like, I, I mentioned it. It's one of, the first, <laughs> one of the first things I said, literally, when I got out there. Um, but yeah, he's 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 bigging himself up. Uh, and Heyman's like, Sh- uh, shut up, knobhead. Uh, John, John Cena's on the screen. Yeah, that was weird. Like, John Cena interrupting by telly was odd. <laughs> Jimmy Uso was excellent here. Like, this has... This doubled up with the week he did the Roman thing with the microphone. So <laughs> Paul And Paul Heyman's just disgusting. You're not there. What are you doing? Like, oh, I think I'm in. I think I'm in on Jimmy Uso. He's going to say, acknowledge me at some point. Yeah. And Roman's going to be like, what did you just say? I think he's going to do something to help Roman that's going to force Roman to acknowledge him. You know how Roman never acknowledged Give the him the jet. <laughs> About that, that jet. Yeah, yeah. Like, he never acknowledged them, did he? That was the whole deal, remember? Yeah, yeah. he, he came ha- incredibly close. Yeah, he left them hanging on it. And uh, I think, like, Jimmy's going to help him beat LA Knight or something like that. You know, like, I know why we're here. Acknowledge me. And just Roman's face, like, in that moment. <laughs> like, he's, like, turned to Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman's probably going to go, uh, Travis, I think you need to... I think you he's need to take this out. Everything <laughs> he wants, he's going to get a high five from Solo. Yeah. He's going to get the microphone from Paul yeah. Heyman, and he's going to get an acknowledgement from Roman It is. A, what's not clever about this, but what's sort of quite shrewd, is I was complaining about the lack of other people's involvement in the bloodline because Sami Zayn was so effective. They've partially turned Jimmy Uso into a version of Sami Zayn yeah. in 2022, and it's like a bit of a cheat code, but they're just about getting away with it. And I thought the response that we're going to talk about shortly was so heated. Mm. I was like, oh, I think they've I think they've done it. Like we we me and you sat and talked with some dread in our hearts after SummerSlam about Wrestle Friggin' Mania for the Usos. Yeah. You're taking the piss out of me. I think, you realize, I think they've done it. You realize because you think 
Oh, like SummerSlam's halfway to WrestleMania. Like, oh, no, no, we've only got a third of the way to WrestleMania. Yeah. It's August. We've got to get to April. There's more of the year than less. But I think they've done it. I think these two characterizations are the two that you take to WrestleMania. Yeah. Because, as you say, it's April. Jimmy Uso is going to get worse. Insufferably so, right? Jey Uso is as over as he's ever been as a babyface. And we don't yet know the ceiling for that as well. I'm not so sure about the match quality, but I don't think I'm going to care no. by April. Uh, so, yeah, he sees Cena. He uh, comes out in San Antonio. Uh, talks about how it's sold out. <laughs> again. Uh, Man, like, huge crowd. Those wide shots. again. 15,000 tickets. Insane. They're like, um, can we, like, build some extra seats in the roof for Survivor Series? Oh, or? Yeah. TV? You've been to a WWE TV? <laughs> they're not great. Like, I, love, I, love the the Fed. I love the Fed, but they're not great. The Royal WrestleMania. Is this... Is everyone asleep? Is <laughs> that to be the... Anyway. I was trying to convince myself. It's, it's fine. It's still good. It was That was very much my vibes. I'm skipping out this year, you know. I'm going to fly back on the Monday. Ooh. Like, it's a, this was... I wanna, that's I wanna, it. I mean, that's the first time it's going to be good Oh, now. I'm the jinx. I'm always the jinx. Like, this is my cousin's shout. Like, I'm going with my cousin and he's not been to a WrestleMania before. And it's like, I've done this. Well, let's have a WrestleMania weekend. The exact one you want. And it's like... What he has done is gone to plenty of raw tapings. We've been to lots of them in our time. And he's like, you know what, I'm out. Let's fly back on the Monday. He's staying like too late after the house party, isn't it, sometimes? But when it's not, and there's been evidence of that in the past, you're like, oh, you you left. Oh, you missed so-and-so. You missed so-and-so jumping out of the third floor window. What? Like the, Actually, do you know what's going to happen now? I can. I, I know exactly what's going to happen. CM <laughs> Punk's going to come back. <laughs> no. And I'm going to be sat on a plane reading about it. Don't be... At, that's absolutely ridiculous. You've got far too carried away there, Michael Hamfler. What's going to happen is new world champion Cody Rhodes is going to come out and then Triple H is going to come out and say, Cody, congratulations, but uh, you know, you're not the only big name to jump from AEW to WWE. Here's your first opponent. It's Jeff Jarrett. It's Jeff Jarrett, yeah. And he's going to win the title that night. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's going to finish the story. Uh, yeah, it's going to work. He started in seg one. <laughs> Doing the fist bump. <laughs> hit one stroke. Yeah! Run no. around the ring and then still pin him. Just because I don't get a chance to talk about it, when he hit the stroke and Eddie Kingston did that, I was like, the Kings are going to kick out. Oh, my God. What a match that was. We'll talk about it on the collision review a little bit later. Um, yeah, thank you, Cena Chance. And he's like... You don't know how much that means to me. He says, look, I've been hit with some harsh truths recently. I'm going to be honest with everyone. Look, I talked recently about Roman Reigns' incredible streak as champion. And then I found out that I have my own streak. 2002 days. That was the last time I won a televised singles match. That was back in 2018. You done any homework on this? You know, like um, WWE... When they would do the longest running weekly episodic show of Monday Night Raw. Kind of catching gun smoke, if anything. Like, because, like, as if the, like, you know, what if the news, what if the news said, <laughs> you're not actually with the news, right? There's so many ways in which you can beat that, right? But they found the combination of words that made it just so. <laughs> longest running weekly episodic show that starts with the letter R. Yeah. <laughs> Meet my friend, the weather forecast. Like, there's just so much bollocks it, but you can get what they're going for with it, and you can get what Cena's going for here. You look back at uh, Cena's, like, cage match or his record or whatever, it's uh, house show wins, tag match wins, <laughs> yeah, multi man wins. Like, uh, I don't like what two thousand days works out about like what twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, he said. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So like, he's wrestled uh, predominantly multi mans. He's wrestled the odd singles match, and yes, as he points out, like this is a John Cena yet again is like saying like a bit like with that rock thing, man. Worst year of my life. All I did was beat Brock Lesnar. I was a constant one contender for the world title. Like this is the man. Who like says, "Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm not winning any singles matches." That tag match where like him and uh, was it Owens teamed up against the Bloodline, that kind of dream match at Christmas, like mm-hmm. 
he was basically the first guy to involve like like anybody was able to get any kind of victory against Roman Reigns at all. Mm-hmm. It was John Cena as Kevin Owens' tag partner. Remember when he was basically calling the spots? Yeah. Hot tag! Hot f***ing <laughs> tag, Kevin! Like... I can hear you. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, so you've had, like, what, three televised singles matches and you've lost them. I don't know. It, like, it's something along those lines. That was but. the one where Kevin Owens got a bit bloodied up. Yeah. Uh-huh, oh, yeah. Kicked ass, that did. Uh, by the way... I always remember Gunsmoke. Do you know what um, number, f- well, according to this graphic at least, is? Do you know what number four is? So you've got Raw at the top with okay. however many. Yeah. So this is an old graphic, but Raw at the top, mm-hmm. <laughs> Smackdown second, <laughs> Gunsmoke third. I don't know what the hell Gunsmoke is. I assume just a big American show. You'll know number four, though. Simpsons. No, Simpsons is fifth with 488, at least on this graphic. Mm. Third, 505. Check this out. Five, like, Simpsons, it's a cartoon. You can go anywhere. Yeah. You can do anything. Wrestling is what it is. Gunsmoke. Huh. Number four, Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of people being stuck down wells, isn't it? That's a, that's a lot of, like, no wonder, like... Uh, uh, well, we've got another kid stuck down a well. There's another kid down a mine shaft. Well, you can only get a dog to communicate so many things. Like, uh, uh, could Lassie even work? I don't think Lassie could go. I don't think Lassie could go. Like, I t- I, Lassie and Skippy, right? I think these are... Gr- <laughs> Is that what they did near the end? Bollocks, just put them together. <laughs> <laughs> like Tag team. It's like Survivor Series. Brand Warfare. Team Lassie versus Team Skippy. Like, or the, or the, uh, the when the Rock and uh, Cena tagged at Survivor Series. Never before, never again. We're joking about it. We watched that video last week of Skippy trying to drown Lassie. <laughs> You see, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? We there's a video. There's a video of an absolute juice up kangaroo trying to drown a dog. And the some guy goes in the water. He's like, "Whoop! Looks like I'm going to fight a kangaroo." And the kangaroo's like, "I got claws, mother. You thought I was just a kangaroo?" And he like the guy has to like have a fight with a kangaroo. The dog, idiot, because dogs are thick. Like the dog sort of swims away. He's like, oh, "What's going on with you, kangaroo?" Get away! The kangaroo's trying to kill you. He's got bigger biceps than me, and he's trying to hold you underwater. You uh, dumb bitch. Which was uh, like anatomically yeah, yeah. So like. Anyway, you can't see if you haven't Google kangaroo drowns dog. His, <laughs> his kangaroo flexes. It's got like a fin pallet ear pack and biceps. You know the bit with uh, oh, God, the only good bit with the Scots down in Triple HQ where they did the pose down. Is that basically? Is he, is he drowning the dog? <laughs> anyway, John Cena hints at retirement. <laughs> That's what we're here to talk about. Oh, Skippy versus Lassie. <laughs> he says it's absolutely good. It's time to <laughs> once in a lifetime. <laughs> I hear voices in the airs. But dog gun below the surface. Seeing as it's time to face facts, uh, it's been a long time since he'd had a win. Uh, but the crowd is chanting, You still got it. And he looks like he's, he's out of moment. He says, Damn it. I believe in me, I believe in you, and I believe in us, channeling his best Simon Miller. Yeah. Uh, he believes in the beauty that is uh, all this madness. Uh, he said, I can still give uh, and now's the time to turn it, turn all this around. It's going to be a bad <laughs> night. <laughs> He's just showing me a picture of the Jack kangaroo. <laughs> you want to go, bro? <laughs> take, take a swing. It's not got a pouch, it's got abs. <laughs> Where's his pouch? Where are the Joey's going? <laughs> Um, anyways. <laughs> I got why, you, I got your dog. Why is he filming as well? So, apparently. <laughs> look at the caption. 
person, the dog owner, is talking to the kangaroo like they're going to have a fight. You're going to punch your effing head in. That's not going to make the kangaroo let go of the dog. Oh, fair enough, mate. I don't want any trouble. <laughs> Apparently, it's a thing. Like, kangaroo's like, uh, I'm kind of, a late, kind of a late kangaroo, so uh, I'm not going to be able to eat the crocodiles in it. I have to load your dog in the water. And I don't, I don't know to give him the eyes. I don't know the animal thing, like, hey, why don't you come over here? And the dog's like, oh, why, what's over there? Kangaroo's like, got a bone under this water. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I'm just going to water then. Because that's how in my mind dog brains work. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess if you've got a bone, I'm just going to. Kangaroo's like, tough <laughs> dickhead. I'm blowing you under the water. One nil to the kangaroo. See you later. <laughs> You've been rude. Ravishing Rick Rue. Uh, where are we? Uh, <laughs> uh, Cena says it's going to be a bad night for the next idiot that walks through that curtain. Wherever it is, they're going to get smoked. He's the kangaroo, isn't he? He's yeah. like trying to get a dog to come out. Uh, well, it's not a dog. It's, in fact, Solo Sokoa who comes out, gets on the apron, little uh. face-off with Cena, um, gets in there, gets into it with John Cena, but then Jimmy Uso runs down and hits, honestly, oof, I watch this back. A brutal looking super kick on John Cena that definitely connects. Um, but suddenly a masked man attacks Jimmy and pulls him out of the ring. It's revealed to be one Jay Uso. He chucks him around ringside. Security tries to get involved. Um, and back in the ring, Sokoa goes for the Samoan spike, but Cena counters with an AA and stands tall to end this segment. So still no singles match. But No, nice callback to SummerSlam with the Jay Uso thing. More on that in a minute. Uh, and I. Cena and Solo having these stakes of can John Cena finally win is all right. Yeah. Like that Solo is a guy that is virtually unbeatable apart from the big stars, but Cena is a big star. So what do we do? Um, I'm into that. We get uh, highlights of Logan Paul beating up Dylan Dennis and calling out Rey Mysterio to settle what's about to come. Uh, but before that, the unholy union of Alba Fire and Isla Dawn uh, warn the tag champs that meddling with curses only makes things worse. These titles belong to them and they'll see Chelsea Green and Piper Niven soon. We said this, if you're going to do this absolute nonsense of conniption, you've kind of got to go all in, haven't you? Mm. This is dumb. This is so dumb. But, like, why not? Like, what else are you doing with those two characters? Mm. There's a space for this, and this is them. It's it's so stupid. So, were you called for it? This is the bit you were alluding to earlier. You called for uh, it, and so did Sidge, to be fair, about, well... Is there going to be any punishment for yeah. interfering in a world title match? Especially with it being about the Usos. Jay left. He's gone to Raw. He's not come back to SmackDown. He's gone to Raw. He that can only match. show up on SmackDown when he was the tag champs. Yeah. And it was, yeah. So Nick Aldis, he's got Jey Uso in his office, and he decides that he's going to give Jay a $10,000 fine for interfering and, and, you know, crashing the party, basically. Uh, and... Postman Pierce is there to represent Monday Night Raw because he had a feeling like something that this was going to happen. Um, and, yeah, Pierce is like, oh, well, do we need to do this? You know, surely there's a better way to do this. And he says, Nick Aldis, this is, says, security, escort Jay from the building. And uh, Pierce is like, come on. And he's like, yeah, good point. Escort both of them out of the building. And when I say both, I don't mean Jimmy. I mean... Jey Uso and Postman Pierce. And Pierce is like, really? I was just like, yep. And he's like, well, let the games begin. Don't love that because I'm not quite ready. It's been two weeks. I'm not quite ready for uh, GMs to be so fuming with each other that we have to settle this at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. I don't need Ron versus SmackDown. It was nice to have a break from that last year. I don't, let's not bring it back. But like, 
I can cope with a little bit of gamesmanship, but the fact he said games, and we're so close to Survivor Series, has me a little bit stressed. I don't want the double cage to be a red. Actually, I do want a red cage and a blue cage. Scrap everything I've just said. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I don't want it. To, I don't want the feud to be that, right? I much, yeah. much prefer the things they're setting up with the good guys and bad guys because that's how you book a fucking wrestling show rather than putting people in T-shirts. But the, let's talk about the big, big positive here. Consequences. Actions yeah. have to have consequences for any of this to matter. Jimmy Uso now, I know like money in wrestling is tricky because like 10,000, like they're going to play with this. Like next week, Jimmy's going to be like, yeah, 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 good stuff. But uh, Roman, you're going to uh, sort me out that yeah. 10 grand check. That's going to be really funny, right? So that's great. But the point is punishment. Punishment served. Uh, and Jey Uso should feel like he can walk the ho- like the halls of Raw without being attacked by Jimmy and vice versa. Yeah. That's how this should work. Um, for this storyline in particular to make sense. So I quite like and this. And Kevin Owens not being able to show up and just hang out with Sami Zayn. And we're going to get, the, like, the obviously the Kevin Owens side of this, as we said. There was always going to be ramifications to this Jey Uso thing, and for me, this is a continuation of the ramifications. I like this. This was an attempt to tighten up something that has been too loose for too long, and more of it, please. Logan Paul comes down to the ring. He says, six days ago, I was uh, in England beating the living daylights out of a scumbag. He won. Uh, it was a bit of a pathetic excuse for a fight, though. He said, if, I know if I wanted real competition, I should have just had another WWE match. Was that over here? Yeah. I assumed it was over there. Where, no, where was, was it? I believe Manchester, I want to oh, say. All oh, right, okay. Uh, but I did like the fact he said, oh, boxing, boxing's a load of rubbish. Yeah, I WWE mean... WWE where it's where it's at. Fair play to him. You, you couldn't sell that fight as legit when you're in like a pro wrestling world that sounds... that was far more serious seeming than whatever the hell that really was. Really nice line here as well. He said, I, I got to beat up a troll who hides behind the mask of the internet and speak of people who hide behind masks. Yeah. Everyone's like, ooh. See what did there, Logan. So like, I'm, I'm not here for Ray, though, because I've already beaten him in my first ever match. Yeah. And the commentary were like, well, later on. Um, I think we'll find out it was a tag match. <laughs> um, he said, uh, last time I beat Ray, Dominic was still his son. Roman Reigns actually showed up to wrestle, and LA Knight didn't even have a job. Um, <laughs> I think you're fine. That was, uh, was he fighting, fighting Gunther? It was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, NXT, stand and deliver. Um, so there's a lot of change since then. I've got engaged. I want a boxing match. I've got a multi-billion dollar hydration business, Drink Prime. Um, figured out who I am. I'm a WWE superstar. How many frigging months to stop my kids being interested in Prime? And we are in Sports Direct uh, yesterday because I accidentally kicked my uh, youngest son's football into a lake. So we've gone to replace... <laughs> I was kangaroo waiting for you. <laughs> and you thought better than that. In the park. Like, I had to, it was running down a hill. So I went and rescued it. Right? It's running down the hill. I went and rescued it. And I kicked it back up. But I misjudged the how steep and how big the hill was. So it didn't make the end of the hill. Oh. And it rolled down a bit of the hill that I couldn't reach. And it rolled into a lake. And I watched it immediately go away. <sighs> Heartbreak. And it was uh, it was one of his cheap ones. It was like a white Sondico on like five quid or something. So we go back to Sports. Floater or proper football? Proper football. But we go back to Sports Direct. I said, I'm willing to replace it. And then I see they've got a blue and red um, Nike England one for sale for like 10 quid. So he, he's made out like a bandit. He's got a new ball out of it. But as we're in the queue, like there's a frigging new flavor of Prime. And it's like spooky flavor. It's oh, like yeah. luminous green. And it's like, well, if he's not there, I'm buying that. I don't even like Prime. But I'm a sucker for branding and colours. I was like, I want that. But then now he's back on there. My youngest is back on the Prime bus. Like months of like just make it like trying to basically hide it from him. This most omnipresent brand in the supermarkets. Stop looking at Prime. <laughs> and then I've got to take him to get a new football. My doing. And all of a sudden, Prime's back on the menu. Can I, can I try the spooky one for Halloween, Dad? And I was like, trick, trick or treat, can I Prime? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I dress up as a kid that doesn't want it Prime. Yeah, dress him up as the uh, as KSI from WrestleMania for Halloween. <laughs> Big blue ball. That's just like cruel and unusual punishment, isn't it? 
Still one and one of the best spots of the year. That yeah. Hope you're ready for this one. So, whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, he says. Uh, even though I beat up a dead deadbeat dad last weekend, looks like I'm gonna have to beat up another. And this mm. brings out, of course, Ray Mysterio, uh, who says, uh, "You kind of remind me of Dominic. You've got this natural ability. You're dripping with passion. You've got this incredible career ahead of you, and you got a big mouth." He says, "You need humbling." I was kind of reluctant to do that to Dominic, but uh, I won't hesitate to whoop your ass, Logan Paul. And Mysterio, because anyone gets a shot, apparently, mm. words of Santos Escobar, says, "You want a t- U.S. title shot?" And Paul says, "See." Si. <laughs> some he chucks in some some Spanish threats yeah. as well in there, uh, and he says, "Well, I'll give you the opportunity, uh, a crown jewel." And Logan offers a handshake along some more awful Spanish, and. There's a real tension of like, we all know what happens here. There's a teased attack, but it's a clean handshake. And Logan sort of swaggers off going, am I going to, uh, am I going to jump you? But he doesn't this time. Yeah, it's fine. I like this. Like, there's obviously more to come. I think next week's SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken. So Roman Reigns, obviously, that's the contract sign, isn't mm-hmm. it? I think it's a double taping. Yes. Um, because of, it's Crown Jewel on the Saturday. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they'll have to. So there'll be a SmackDown air on the Friday as the go home for Crown Jewel. Oh, imagine so, if you going to that show. Well, I think there's everybody in the building, isn't there? So they can they'll have the opportunity to basically heat up every match on the card there. So I would imagine we'll get there. This wasn't very heated, but it's because there's more to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, time for the best entrance in the game. Aten Dan Ander <laughs> taking on Dragon Lee. Um, I thought Lee and Grimes were actually. It's brief of this watch. Work really well as a team. So I don't think that, like, I've seen this take a lot on. T- I could go and look for where I saw this. And it's like, because it's not my take. This is the point I'm trying to make. But it's X's, and I wish I knew who said it first so I could give them the full credit. What was Cameron Grimes called before WB? Oh, yeah, Trevor Lee. So with Trevor and Dragon and Brocco, like, and Keith. <laughs> Like, at some point, we're going to have an entire Survivor Series of them. But, like, the hidden... There's, like, a great disturbing truth behind the real reason of, like, why these two are starting to bond as a tag team. why they're on the same page? Because they were really good together here. Actual family. That spot, when... And WWE doesn't do this very often, because the commentators didn't even sort of dwell on it. That bit where they're fighting on the outside, and Cameron Grimes, like, just completely has his back turned to... I think it was... So he was attacking Grayson Waller. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had his back turned completely to... Uh, Austin Theory and Austin Theory like gets up and is about to jump in proper like hoodlum style and Dragon Lee just like emerges from the ring with like a basement dropkick and stops him yeah and like Cameron Grimes doesn't even know that like Dragon Lee just helped him but he has I thought yeah you guys and then they they like sort of have a nice hug on the outside it's like they like Cameron Grimes just thinking we're a great tag team but he doesn't realize he's just saved me yeah and he's just the best yeah I kind of love that um so yeah, we get that early on. Um, they work initially quite well, but then Waller blindsides uh, Dragon Lee following a tag, and uh, I think that takes us. Oh, the, the spot you just mentioned takes us to a break. When we come back, uh, Lee's getting worked over in the ring. Uh, Theory tags in, but Lee hits a DDT and gets the hot tag to Cameron Grimes. He just runs wild, crossbody on Waller, fights off both Theory and Waller. German, German suplex, <laughs> German suplex uh, on Theory for a two count. <laughs> he wants to do that kangaroo. <laughs> Waller goes to the outside. Get that guy with a German suplex. He's my dog. Lee hits a big flip dive and a flipping power slam from uh, Grimes. Gets a two count on Theory. Uh, he gets Theory up, but uh, he rakes the eyes. Does Austin Theory and uh, Grayson Waller hoys. Dragon Lee into the timekeeper's area. Grimes has got Theory rolled up, but Waller slides in, hits his finish on Grimes. Theory hits the A-Town down, and they get the victory. Yeah. Um, 
I can't believe I'm going to say this. The SmackDown undercard tag division is cooking. Yeah. <laughs> like, we said this about, like, Pretty Deadly and um, the Brawling Brutes. There is a sense that at the moment there is a, like a group of tag teams that all at some point would very much like a shot at the titles and are kind of all jockeying for position. And yes, the matches are quite low stakes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, it's it's not hugely evocative, but there is a wins and losses matter vibe to all of this that I am genuinely quite enjoying. Yeah. Um, Dragon Lee and Cameron Grimes, let's see. Let's see, what is there a feud in that or is there a team in that? I don't yeah. know yet, but let's see. Yeah, it, I think people are like, oh, they've lost, it's all over them. No, no. They, they lost because of shenanigans from the yeah. heels and yeah, and they, they're just as great as a team. Mm. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, has an interview um, with uh, with Kathy Kelly uh, from earlier on in the day in the in the, in the uh, stadium or stadium? The in the arena, arena that's yeah. it, yeah. Uh, he's not feeling great about being separated from Sami Zayn. Um, they worked hard to get their spot and win the titles at WrestleMania, and they're not doing any of that anymore, of course, and not getting a fair shot or a rematch kind of hurts as well. I mean, they did. Mm. Mm-hmm. He says, but a SmackDown is a clean slate, so it's a bittersweet thing for me. Uh, I've got all this history, obviously, with the bloodline. Oh, this yogurt's in a shirt that I'm wearing. Oh, that's just a coincidence. Yeah. Um, like There's matches I still want to have with the likes of Ray and Sheamus, um, and there are a lot of new faces to punch. Uh, and Owen says, you got anyone you'd like to punch? And she's far too professional for all that. But uh, she does say that some people are saying that Austin Theory and Grayson Waller have got very punchable faces. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Owen agrees and uh, he says he wants to remind everyone that this is the Kevin Owens show. Nice touch uh, in like having that very real feeling. This is that, you know, we used to like AEW do this and we love this. We love them for it. The interviewers, uh, your Tony Schiavone's, whoever, are part of this universe. Yeah, Lexi so, Nair. Yeah, Lexi like. Nair's great. Um, they can acknowledge that characters are complete dicks. And then, like, lately, if you notice, they're all being a bit nicer to MJF. The Tony Schiavone thing about, like, I mean, it's the greatest guy. Why is Roddy Strong such an awful guy? Yeah. Like, he's been kind of won over by him. When that devil appeared on a collision, he was like, they were like uh, I think uh, McGuinness was like, well, there he is, that's MJF. Yeah. And he was like, well, no, actually. Never in a million years would my beautiful Maxwell ever do such a thing. <laughs> like, it's great how, like, all of this is, like, matters. And it feels more real as a result. And I like that, like, Kathy Kelly's always had that reputation of somebody that's felt a bit more, like, finger on the pulse than my guest at this time, you know? Yes. So I thought this was like their chemistry together was great. Um, and I, Kevin Owens, I, I'm a just, I'm an absolute sucker for Jey Uso moves to Raw Brackets General. I am an absolute sucker for it. Like every little thing that has spun off from this one decision that Cody Rhodes made in a very Cody Rhodes. This is brilliant, isn't it? There are absolutely no ramifications to my thing. If I get this tattooed on my neck, there can be no <laughs> further conversations once I've had it done, can there? Like, I love that about the Cody yeah. Rhodes character at this point. Like I say, this is kind of him introducing the Codyverse into, a, into a, a storytelling universe that makes sense of yeah. it. It didn't fit. AW was too logical for the Codyverse. <laughs> right here is where it belongs. And yeah, everything off the back of it, including right now, you can trace back to that one decision. Right, main event time. Charlotte Flair challenging EO Sky for the WWE Women's Championship. Yeah. The SmackDown Women's the Championship. W- yeah. I get confused by this a lot. Um, initially, Charlotte takes Sky down, and Sky just goes to the outside to immediately take us to a break, mm-hmm. like a minute in. Um, Charlotte's in control when we come back, but Bailey grabs her leg, and that allows Sky to take over and hit a dive between the ropes uh, onto Charlotte on the outside, and a missile drop kick gets EO a one count. Charlotte comes back, um, but misses a corner splash. Um, 
Io lands some leg kicks and sends Charlotte over the top to the floor. Tries for a Hurricane Rana from the apron, but Charlotte catches her and slams her into it instead to take us to another break. When we come back, uh, they're fighting on the top rope. Uh, a sunset flip powerbomb from Io Sky gets a two count. Uh, running knees in the corner. Um, she goes to put a cross face on Charlotte, but uh, Charlotte manages to reverse that into a wheelbarrow suplex. Back-to-back fall-away sh- slams from Charlotte, and then a super Samoan drop that looked awesome oh, yes. for a two-count. Sky is on the apron, goes for a springboard drop kick, but uh, Charlotte instead catches her as she comes back inside and puts her in a Boston Crab, and Sky has to fight out of it and eventually rolls through for a two-count. Great sequence, that. Yeah, look really good. Uh, they're on their feet. Charlotte goes for a knee, but Sky moves and drop kicks Charlotte into the uh, turnbuckle. Goes up top and tries for a moonsault, but Charlotte gets her knees up, hits a spear. Oh my God, the title's going to change hands, but Bailey's there to just flick Eo Sky's foot onto the bottom rope to break that it up. That was thrilling, too. <laughs> that whole deal there, like, so slick. Uh, so Charlotte, understandably, is like, I had that match won. Again, mm. I had the belt one. So she attacks Bailey. Uh, throws her over the announce table, um, and then, and this, and the moment this happened, I thought, well, Michael Havlitt's going to be fun to talk to about SmackDown because that's all happened. Charlotte gets back in the ring, but Dakota Kai hops up on the apron to take the referee, and unbeknownst to Charlotte, has slid the world title to EO Sky, and then EO Sky channeling Bret Hart versus Goldberg. Oh my god. Holds it in place, so when Charlotte hits her with the spear, Charlotte's the one who gets taken out by it and knocked out by it. And Sky just pins her as a result. One, two, three, post-match, damage guitar, beat down on Charlotte. Who makes the return to make the save? But one, Bianca Belair. Um, she uh, beats up everyone. She spins her air around. She goes for a KOD on the world champion, EO Sky, but Bailey saves her and bails her out of the ring. But before Bailey can follow her out... Um, Belair picks her up and hits her with the KOD, and she and Charlotte Flair stand tall to close out this awesome main event. Count the ways WWE are cooking here, right? So Bianca Belair comes back as the returning babyface hero in front of a full venue that was absolutely electrified to see her to set up a tag match, um, which is at the moment substantially more entertaining than like another singles title defense. Yes. And position herself as a challenger to EO, considering that like she was the victim of the. Uh, like the SummerSlam money in the bank cashing, right? So, like, already that is in place, and the little bit of time away was all Bianca Belair needed. She wasn't... You didn't need her gone any longer than how long she's been gone. Already back fresh. Fantastic, right? We did sort of talk about that on the preview. We kind of thought Mm -hmm. this was all going to play out. So that was great. But I... Then you get to the finish of this match, which was so creative and so inspired. And I'm not just saying that because it is the Bret Hart Goldberg one, but you've almost never seen a version of that in WWE. And it's not just cracking her in the face with the belt. It's almost anticipating that Charlotte has still got enough gas in the tank and that the spears previously have been so effective that it's likely she's going to go back to that well. Mm -hmm. So that's like really sound heel uh, psychology to think about to think those two moves ahead, because Eo Sky is a kind of a cowardly heel, but she's a strategist too. Yeah. So I love that that was what she went for. And not to WWE our audience too much, but if people are too young or unaware of the Bret Hart Goldberg thing. So Bret the Hitman Hart uh, came out in, it was in Canada, this was, in a hockey jersey, um, 
people were like, obviously, really buzzing to see him. He was calling out Goldberg. Goldberg comes out, drills him with a very, very Bill Goldberg spear, but then the two of them are knocked down, and it's Brett that recovers first. What? Goldberg is completely knocked out. Brett Hart sort of manages to get himself up, shakes off the, the still the pain of being hit by the truck that is Goldberg, but then rips off the hockey jersey to reveal a metal plate that he's prepared in advance. Oh, my God. Again, knowing that Goldberg might try that. So that's the point that Eos thought... She's probably going to try this. Yeah. So I'm going to just guard myself with it. So a really, just a really nice looking and effective and believable way to finish. And and this is where I think probably me and you specifically get a bit of criticism for putting over WWE for the basics. But the longer they do them, the more it stops being a thing we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. We got here with a one, two, three. We didn't get here with the thrown out DQ. And it was Charlotte Flair getting beaten no less. Like... I want to believe the times they are a changing, and this to me is evidence of that. Because how many times would you have had a finish that was almost as creative that still ends in a DQ? Yeah, because they just want to protect Charlotte Flair, and it turns out that people can still stay over even if they're getting mm-hmm. beat. This was a tremendous match. After the fact, we're talking about the quality of the work, the quality of the finish, the quality of the creative. If anything, and I haven't said this about a Charlotte Flair TV match in forever, I was annoyed at the ad breaks. Yeah, I was like. Not now. Like, I'm really, really invested, and I didn't want to, like, lose that sort of immersion that I had. Uh, Charlotte Flair's best TV match in as long as I care to remember and go back and check, and made all the better by them not, like, by them pinning it. Eo Sky needs to sort of have a bit more legitimacy to this title reign, and she can claim a victory over Charlotte Flair. That's a huge way to do it. Charlotte Flair loses absolutely nothing by getting beat here. I thought this was, like, over-delivery doesn't quite cover it. Mm -hmm. I thought this was, like, a spectacular achievement and it, for a change, it wasn't just about that kind of, well, of course, Eo and Charlotte will have a good match. Of course they will. Like, we've lent on that for way too long in the women's division especially. So this was, like, far and away the best thing that this division's had going for it in a long time. Speaking of spectacular, um, a show that's already being described by many as stupendous, the Dadly Boys on tour <laughs> goes down on Tuesday, November 21st at the Mosaic Tap in Newcastle-Fontaine and... Very few tickets are still available if you want to come and see us. Whatcoach.com forward slash tickets. But let us know your thoughts on SmackDown, on X, yes. at WWE. Watch that. You can follow both of us. Follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Collision, previewing Raw, and we're going to be going live on YouTube at half past two this afternoon. I think this will have just come out. You mm-hmm. might just be able to catch us now uh, to do answer your burning wrestling questions, and that podcast will be out. And non-wrestling, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, audio uh, podcast version of that will be out in the coming days as well. But for now, this has been the SmackDown Review. My thanks to Michael Hamflet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.